hit me. From Studio P in Sausalito, the home of the hit. From Studio A in Arcata, behind the Redwood Curtain, it's time for... Suckatash. Yes, Suckatash, the comedy soundcast, soundcast featuring snippets from comedy... Soundcast. And also interviews with comedians, comedian soundcasters, and other showbiz folk. And now, here's your host, internationally recognized comedy soundcast, soundcaster, Mark... And now, here's this episode's host from up the coast, the man who puts the X in Xbox and the tie on antisocial, comedy soundcast soundcaster, Tyson Saner. Yes, thank you, Bill Haywatt. Mark Hershon here, but I'm not by myself. Am I? No. <laughs> You've got two hosts for the price of one, Mark Hershon, Tyson Saner, and uh, we are here for this uh, very special 12th anniversary episode of Suckatash Comedy Soundcast Soundcast. Tyson, it's been quite a while. Uh, you've been here almost as long as the show has been on. I mean, you started as associate producer in our second year? Mm-hmm. It was, uh, well... Uh, yeah, 2012. Yeah. So. so you and then uh, stepped up to the plate uh, when I needed a break and took over hosting for uh, several years. Um, yeah, it was at least two. It, you know, it was yeah, two and uh, change. Did it two start? And change. Was it 2016ish? No, it couldn't have been. That was more like more like 2017 or eight. 2017, and then you took a little break when your son was born, and I stepped back in for a few months. Yes, 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 indeed. And you came back, and then we were about we were about to go on hiatus. In fact, we did go on hiatus, <laughs> and we said we're going on hiatus. Don't know when we're going to be back. Mm. And then COVID struck two weeks later, That's and bad. we said, you know, this is too good an opportunity to 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 pass up. And we decided, you know what? For the first time in the show's history, we're actually going to drop a show every god darn week, mm-hmm. and we're even going to drop on the same day every week and ever since 2020 april of 2020 we've been dropping every tuesday ish mm-hmm. i've been late you've always been on time mm-hmm. um but by switching off we hit that that uh, sweet spot of being able to produce these shows um each of us taking two weeks to do it and then come back and play some clips mm-hmm. or do interviews mm-hmm. and now we are all the way to the 12th anniversary which is amazing I mean, holy cow. It's, I mean, I uh, kind of started this on a lark, really. Um, but let's talk more about larks and starting things and getting things going. We have a special guest for this episode, a gentleman who's been in uh, sound casting uh, about as long as we have, uh, has had uh, uh, one show that was on when we first got started. And then uh, he'll talk about this. We've uh, That show uh, went on a very long hiatus. I think it's still on hiatus, but he's been extremely busy on the production side of soundcasting, or he'll probably call it podcasting because that's the kind of guy he is. Please welcome Travis Clark. Howdy, howdy. Thank you for having me on and congratulations on 12 years. It really is crazy to think about that because if I stop and think about it, it's been 12 years, but if I don't, I'm like, that's been like two summers. (laughs) 
You know, like it doesn't feel like it's been that long. <laughs> I know. Sometimes it does feel that way, except when you look through the, the headstones of sound casts that have gone by the wayside. Yeah, you uh, mentioned when I started, I was doing a show with my wife called Tiny God Conversations, and we did that every week for four years. Yes. And then I said, that, that feels like that's enough. That feels <laughs> good. I, I could probably stop now. <laughs> Four years is a darn good run. I mean, that's about enough time to have about 100 episodes. We hit 200, I think, by the time we were done. We we put out a, just a lot of episodes, and uh, I had more than one meltdown. I tried to quit numerous times. I wouldn't let you at one you point. Wouldn't. You wouldn't. You talked me off the ledge, I think, like on year two and a half. I was like, <laughs> I'm not doing this anymore. And, and, and you... Uh, you convinced me to stay, and I did till 2016. I think was our last episode. But 2016 <laughs> was actually the year that I we, I started a uh, soundcast with uh, Hunter Block. That's when Antisocial Sort of started. That's right. Oh, cool! Running That's alongside right. Suckatash. <laughs> so intertwined these shows. Uh, yes, yes, indeed. Travis, then you did another show. You did a couple of other shows. Quick question with my buddy Jonathan. We did that for a couple of seasons. I loved doing it, and and I know Jonathan did too. It just became one of those things where. Jonathan is a very busy working actor and he was like yeah. never in town and he was never around and we tried doing it remote. And this was before people really had set up remote stuff. Yeah. Uh, so we just didn't we haven't done it. We, we keep threatening to come back and do more. <laughs> and then I've been involved with the unpopular opinion network or unpops in every incarnation of all the different music shows that we've done. So we've done yeah. shows about Nirvana Oasis Horn, Limp Bizkit. Uh, I know we're doing Fleetwood Mac right now. So we're, we're you know, anybody who's difficult, we're doing a, a podcast about. But your point about the show with you and Jonathan, you you're, you might come back. That's why I always say shows just go on very long hiatai. Mm -hmm. because, because you never know. You never know. They do come back. Yeah, that's the kind of beauty of the internet is everything is forever and everything is revisitable. You know, you can't come back. It's the double-sided sword of the internet. That's right. But as I mentioned, you have been on the production side of a number of shows. You were working, I don't can we mention the fact you were working for Spotify? You can mention it. I don't know if I'll say anything favorable about it, but yeah, I was there for a few years. Well, that's okay. And then you've done other, some independent stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, you just had an announcement uh, on your socials the other day that you've got a show coming out that you not only kind of ran the ship production-wise, but you're also... Uh, your voice also appears uh, as the announcer. I'm not sure I mean, what role you've got or if you can talk about it. Yeah, it's the intro and outro. So this this company had basically run sort of like a masterclass sort of situation, but live over Zoom. And they ripped the audio from that and they were making it into individual podcasts. Hmm. And my job was to kind of make sure that the audio would make sense, even though it wasn't originally kind of purposed for that. And they were like, we need somebody to kind of book into the show, like announce what the show is and do credits. And when I know just the guy, uh, it's me and you can hire me as well. So I, <laughs> I got myself a second job out of that. That's nice. That's very funny. It's very cool. <laughs> um, I was looking on IMDb and it looks like there's about 52 credits uh, separately of, uh, of voice directing and directing of podcast audio. Um, many, many, many of them. Several thousand. Uh, we, they really worked us to the bone over at uh, the Swedish company, and uh, <laughs> as I shall call it. <laughs> and yeah, we, we, I, I think it was twenty three hundred episodes I did over the course wow. of half years. Yeah, it was wow. quite a lot of episodes. Holy cow! Indeed. 
It reminds me there's um, uh, one of our, our, our other favorite guests, Phil Lairness of uh, Chill Pack Hollywood, Hollywood, yeah. Hollywood Hour. We've got a we've got a, a salutation coming up from him. But uh, he reached out to me. This was about four years ago. And he started working with the Los Angeles Breakfast Club. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Which is this hundred year old uh, institution. That's been meeting like once a week for a hundred years. And he discovered when he started with them, they had an old recording booth in their actual, like the room where they hold their breakfast and stuff like a real booth. And he found all these ancient tapes from like, Oh yeah. And people like Will Rogers was there and would appear and presidents Calvin Coolidge was on an episode and he, he got our engineer. I turned him on to Joe Polino, our engineer, who helped him resuscitate some of those tapes that were kind of on their last acetate. Oh, uh, for sure. Yeah, tapes <laughs> tapes do only have so many plays in them, uh, especially as time goes on. Yeah, so he started doing Los Angeles Breakfast Club on the air, and he would play some of those tapes, and he would have audio from the current meetings. And uh, he tapped me to be the announcer for the show for some reason. And so uh, every month or so, he would send me this, you know, seven or eight lines <laughs> to record. And they were in a vacuum to me. I had no idea what connection to the show they had. But uh, we, we've still got a few more left to go. I think he's running that show down. But uh, we've got a few more episodes left. So every once in a while, I'll get that email with those lines. And uh, it's a lot of fun not to have any real responsibility other than just I'll read these lines and send them back. That is the best. I did an audio book last year and it was like 600 pages, but it, I was only the narrator. All the other characters were cast. So I would just have to go. It was a dark and stormy night. And I do that. And there was like three pages of me not talking. He wondered, you know, and you just say stuff <laughs> like that, like completely disjointed. But it's it's great when you get to kind of, I don't know, be a bird's eye view out of the whole project. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Now, now Tyson's uh, special superpower that he brought to this show was he listens to, or he listens to everything, or at least that's how it seemed to me when uh, we we first got connected. It was like, yeah, I've heard that show. Sure. I can get you something from that. And uh, I think originally you were just clipping and sending me stuff. I don't think there was any direction to get, get any particular shows. You would just find all these wonderful shows. And that was, of course, I mean, 12 or let's say 11 years ago, 10 years ago, it was still this wild frontier of shows. There were no networks. It was just people doing their own individual shows and three guys in a basement. And, you know, a comedian would try and do like um, Todd Berry did what he did his for 10 years. And I heard him recently on a podcast saying, yeah, I just kind of stopped doing it. I didn't even tell people I was quitting. I just got tired of doing it. It's just, it's, you do feel a lot of times that you're just kind of like talking into a vacuum. Or you're making content for end times, you know, like so, you know, they're going to unearth this like treasure trove, this cache of material. They're like, this is what life was like in the early 21st century. They just, everyone talked about their feelings. Yeah, but to get back to Tyson, you would find these shows and these were shows I wasn't hearing. I was out there listening to, but you were finding them. And what, what, led you to be such a uh, devout devourer of of the medium at such a kind of early stage of its development? Probably um, listening to movie commentaries, mm. starting with that, and then uh, listening specifically to Kevin Smith movie commentaries, where it was really entertaining, because, uh, uh, and then eventually I moved to Kevin Smith lectures, not lectures, his appearances, 
And then when I found out he had a podcast, I was like, well, I could probably listen. I, I, I know I can listen to people talk, and he's pretty entertaining. Maybe, you know, maybe he will. And that was that was one of the first uh, podcasts that I listened to that was properly a podcast as opposed to just archived radio program. Like mm. um, I used to listen to Adam Carolla's uh, archived radio program when he lost the radio show and started doing a podcast. Right. And uh, before that, it was like, yeah, I mean, I listened to Opie and Anthony back in the day, and, uh, you know, it was so shocking that um, I, I used to think it was funnier, but you know, <laughs> I, was, I was, I guess, uh, more prone to enjoying shock humor. And um, but no, so like um, now, now the Smodcast Network was uh, where I first got the clips that I sent into you because mm. that might have been the first podcast network. Um, might yeah, I guess they actually were. They were kind of, uh, kind of, yeah, they were official. I mean, so they were official the first, network, if not the first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, were, they were right there. And so, like, uh, yeah, Nooner was one of the ones that um, I okay. sent in, and that was uh, Dan Etheridge and Marty. You were hosting that back then. They are actually still going as well, and I've been doing their their Tumblr on Tuesday nights uh, for like the last seven or eight years or so. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, that's right. Yeah, still yeah doing that's right. it live. So, yeah, so they're like talking about jazz or something, and it'll be like in John Coltrane and blah 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 blah, and I'll go to Wikipedia, John Coltrane, click link, stick it in Tumblr. So when people, I guess, go back through years later, if they want to listen, they can <laughs> scroll back through the Tumblr. And I don't know why the hell I'm doing this anymore, honestly, but it's. <laughs> It's it you know it started off as just kind of like oh you want information I have information maybe people who don't know what you're talking about will see this and then it just kind of grew from there. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so I sent you mostly. It was actually two clips from shows that were on the Smodcast Network, Nooner and The Breaks. So, okay, that's right. That's yeah. right. And then after that, um, I don't know. I think uh, I sent in. You sent me an email saying, hey, uh, you know, if you got any more to send in, anytime you want to. And I was like, sure, yeah. And then eventually it became, you know, if you want to send about three at a time as a regular, you know, on a regular basis, I, you know, I, that would help. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I could do that. So I began yep. listening to even more <laughs> stuff. But there was already like five or six shows on the Smodcast Network that I listened to at the time. So oh, okay. I just got used to this is what I'm doing. I'm listening to something, you know? And yeah. Now, theoretically, I'm a better listener than I was before. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah. And then we made you, uh, uh, we anointed you associate producer. Oh yes. <laughs> because, uh, we don't have uh, really any salary scale here, but <laughs> we have titles aplenty. So, uh, Travis, anytime you want to, uh, you know, belly up to the bar, I'm sure we can find one for you. I would love one. I, is, uh, is, uh, Show Maven available? I, I feel like that's a pretty cool title. You know? Show Maven, it is. Yeah. Show Maven, Travis Clark. All right. Yeah, I'll have to have uh, Bill Haywatt record that for our next uh, next line of credits. The yeah, funny uh, thing about pod, uh, soundcasts, podcasts, whatever you call them, is in all the different places I've worked, no title transfers. It, like, you can be the producer of something, and that could mean, like, I recorded the whole thing, the whole thing was my idea. And I mixed the whole thing. It can also mean that, like, I brought snacks for everyone. Like, it doesn't <laughs> matter across the studios. It just, it's always different. It's never yeah, it's the like, same. It's like movie titles, you know? Exactly. Movie, yeah, you could be a producer on a movie, and it could be you're the guy with the money, you're the guy with the snacks, or you had a place they could film. <laughs> or you had been a member of the cast for so long, they had to give you a producer credit. You know, it's just one of those things. Exactly. I, I remember those, the earlier days of, of this, we would get, cause you'd mentioned this Tyson, the idea of repurposing radio. And I think, I think we used to turn up our noses at those shows. People, people were trying to capitalize on podcasting 
And so they didn't have any, they weren't doing a podcast, but they said, we got all, you know, hours and hours and years of, of all this archival footage. Let's just turn that into a podcast and slap it out there. And we were like, what? I, I know specifically one of what you speak. Uh, it was car talk, I think. Yes. Cause tar- car talk, I think by the time they started podcasting, I think both or one of them was dead. <laughs> yes. And they're still podcasting and one of them is still dead. and that was that would be an example yeah it's like well you know oh the other thing was too i would uh, occasionally go to archive.org and hear lectures because i'd found some lectures given by alan ginsburg and william s burroughs and Mm. it's just you know they're talking at colleges with very minimal audience interaction um but you're listening to somebody just kind of speak and speak so i guess i was kind of like already queuing up to be somebody who would listen to other people talk (laughs) <laughs> so you everything fell in place for you basically. i guess so yeah i mean here i am here we are Excellent. without listeners there's really no point to do any of this that's, that's true <laughs> of music as well it's true and yet we um I, I can tell by the numbers that we have a fairly regular listenership it goes up and down uh but we have a, a dull a very dull roar of people that that normally listen to the show, but it spikes about once a week. It'll spike, but not on the same day, which is very weird. Hmm. It'll be like, it'll spike the day we drop or it'll spike on Saturday or it'll, it's very strange. I remember being upset because uh, I used to look at those numbers of, uh, of my first show endless. I was always pouring over them and I became obsessed with the fact that I was in all these countries, but no one in Greenland had listened to the show. <laughs> and I began to worry like, is, is it possible? Can I just, I just want, there's enough to be, they don't even have to listen to the whole episode. I just want one download in Greenland. Never got it. Oh man. I just got a notice. And this was from a service I don't subscribe to, but I had checked out their website. So they sent me like a thing uh, with the, the Succotash rating on it. And this was just a couple of weeks ago, but apparently we're 126 in Ecuador. So oh. yeah. In comedy podcasts. Look out Ecuador. Um, so, uh, on the- <laughs> so we got this uh we got this number of congratulations salutations whatever you want to call them on the event of our 12th anniversary and um we'll uh, we'll play them sort of throughout the show we're not going to play them all at once but uh, this very this very i'm playing this one first because this was our very first guest in studio he was in studio he was uh i don't know if you remember uh travis i think when you were on we did this i i used to have co-hosts they were guest co-hosts yes 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 and so they would pick tracks and we would play them and uh, so this is our very first guest he's also our most frequent guest on succotash over the last 12 years and it's uh you might remember him he's from saturday night live he's got his own show right now with david spade called fly on the wall which i believe is in the number in the top five of comedy soundcasts but uh, mr dana carvey Hello, this is Dana Carvey wishing Succotash a happy 12th anniversary. Podcasts that started it all, all about podcasts. Succotash. Kind of an interesting name, maybe not the best choice. I'm not going to weigh in on that now, but I like Succotash. Anyway, 12 years, that's uh, quite an accomplishment. Feels like it's thought of be like 13 or 11, whatever. This is all I got. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty funny. 
So that's uh, that's Dana for you. And, and uh, you should be warned if you ever get a chance to ask him for something like that, that you will never get anything that's a completely glowing endorsement. I had him write a blurb for my uh, my business book I co-wrote years ago called I Hate People. And his blurb on the book cover was, ironically, I hate the guys that wrote this book. Wow. <laughs> but at the same time, that's what you want from Dana Carvey. I think like, it you is. Don't, you know, you don't want to... Oh, what a wonderful book this was. And I found it truly helpful. You're like, what, what, who, who, who co-wrote this blurb? You know, it's yes, not, not Dana Carvey. Exactly. So thank you, Dana, for, uh, for sending that in. We appreciate it very thank much. You. One of the things I wanted to talk about was, uh, and, um, I will put one in here. I don't, I was going to have Bill Haywatt record a special one for this episode. And, uh, he is, uh, he's been under the weather, um, and has been unable to really stand upright at the microphone. I think it's mostly alcohol. But it mm-hmm. also could be illness uh, or both. But, of course, he's our booth announcer. You heard him at the top of the show. And uh, he also does our Henderson's Pants ads. Um, Henderson's Pants, of course, our long-running sponsor, non-paying sponsor, completely fake sponsor. What? <laughs> yes. I hate to rip the veil aside for you, Travis, but yes. I just thought they were bad at shipping the pants. I've been waiting for 12 years for my first order. <laughs> oh my. But uh, the, the Henderson's pants ads, um, people uh, were uh, entranced with them early on. I remember one of our uh, podcast friends in England, it was Norman Trousers, uh, which is a perfect name to go with the fact that mm-hmm. he did our graphics that you'll see in our Twitters for uh, Henderson's pants. Occasionally it, uh, it looks like a gold embossed thing on like a brown like a leather material. Uh, So he he cranked out a bunch of those and sent them years ago. So we still use those. And some listeners have actually written some of the ads that that I've featured, uh, that we've featured on the show. There's a comic in New York named Harry White. And uh, he was a huge fan of Henderson's Pants. And I think he sent in three ads. Wow. Yeah. So we had, uh, had Bill read those. So it's kind of an interesting little bit of our history that we had this thing that started as again just kind of a we said we need some advertisers but until we get them let's make our own ads and so henderson's was going to be sort of a an amazon type of an organization that they made all sorts of things and then we just uh joe and i uh, he he was producing he was the the in booth producer for like the first 25 shows and then um he kind of showed me how to do it myself because he got really busy. He's a voice. He was a voiceover guy, recently retired. Did like, he's done like 6,000 commercials in his lifetime uh, for like McDonald's and stuff. Like, I mean, big, you know, national sponsors. So he got really busy. So he says, I can just show you how to do this. It's not that hard. Of course, I can never do it as well as he could, but at least, you know, he showed me the room, the ruminants of how to pull it together. And we said, well, why don't we just challenge ourselves and make Henderson's just about pants? Every kind of pants. There were yes. pants. There were hammock pants. There were, uh, there's so many pants. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the beauty of it was, can't, will we run out of pants? And so far we <laughs> haven't. It was just an interesting challenge to do. Uh, we had an ad that I played on my last uh, episode that I, that I hosted, which was uh, Henderson's uh, artificial intelligence trousers. And I, I think I actually sent that to you, Travis. I'm not you mistaken. did. I loved it. It was great. It was because AI wrote it, right? AI wrote it. AI <laughs> performed it. AI did the music for it. And then I just 
put it together so it was all in one place, but it was all all artificial intelligence. Chat GPT wrote the copy. Uh, this thing called Natural Reader read that copy. In a very unnatural way. Uh, yes, yes. And then I found this 8-bit uh, this music that some computer had generated and put that underneath it. Hello, friends. Bill Haywatt here, and I'm excited to introduce you to the future of fashion, brought to you exclusively by Henderson's Pants. Get ready for the revolutionary Henderson's AI trousers, the first pants completely designed by artificial intelligence. That's right, folks. Our advanced AI system analyzed millions of data points, fashion trends, and comfort needs to create the perfect pair of trousers. Not only do they look fantastic, but they also come with three incredible benefits you won't find in any other slacks. Adaptive fit technology. Say goodbye to uncomfortable waistbands and tight pockets. The AI trousers feature a cutting-edge fabric that adjusts seamlessly to your body shape, providing a perfect fit, no matter your size or how much you've indulged at that buffet. The AI trousers boast an intelligent temperature control system. These pants monitor your body temperature and adjust their breathability and insulation to keep you comfortable in any climate. Hot summer day? No problem. Freezing winter? Bring it on. And finally, the stain repellent nano coating. Spill your coffee? Dropped ketchup on your lap? Fear not. With the AI trousers, liquids and stains simply roll off, keeping your pants looking pristine all day long. Originally designed for the busy commuter, who needs a versatile, comfortable pair of pants that can handle the daily hustle and bustle. The high-powered executive, who wants to make an impression in the boardroom while enjoying unmatched comfort and style. And the eco-conscious fashionista, who values sustainable, ethically produced clothing without sacrificing aesthetics or functionality. So, what are you waiting for? Head over to your nearest Henderson's retailer to grab a pair of AI trousers today. Remember, with Henderson's pants, you're not just wearing trousers, you're wearing a piece of history, and now, the future, since 1428. And now back to Succotash. I mean, the future is it's very dim for us flesh bags. Like, we're just, we're not going to be needed. <laughs> well, somebody has to press the buttons. That's true. <laughs> That's right. But the, I mean, the sad commentary about Henderson's pants is that, and I blame myself because there's no one else really to blame for this is we've never really had any sponsors on the show. So from a certain point of pride, we are self-perpetuating and people do not have to worry about sponsors, sponsorships getting in the way other than our goofy Henderson's pants ads. You're beholden to no one. I have to tell you, as someone who used to have to find places to put ads in shows that I were, was producing, you'd have to go, mm, is there enough distance between that person's trauma and this read for, you know, whatever <laughs> weighted blanket we're selling? Like, it's, I can't go from one to the other. It makes no sense. It's very jarring. So <laughs> you're beholden to no one. Your content doesn't have to conform to anything other than uh, a pair of pants. That's right. But with the the shows you work on, Travis, how you mentioned the difficulty of finding a place to place spots, but is, I mean, how hungry are these networks to make sure those spot places get filled yet filled up? Uh, depending on the network, pretty hungry. I mean, they'll, they'll sell live reads. So, you know, I'll be in the middle of we record the show without any ads and then we record the ads separately. And then I have to find a way to weave them in as if it was always part of the plan. Oh, and that's when it doesn't always work. 
But now going back to our good friend AI, I think AI places ads in a lot of shows. So sometimes mm. you'll be listening to a show if you're listening on the ad supported uh, version and just all of a sudden there's an ad in the middle or it starts at the beginning. And uh, yeah, they, they, I mean, we would do on popular shows. Uh, I won't name the network, but uh, we would really kind of oversell a show. You'd put in eight mm. ads in an episode that was like, barely an hour long so it's like you know, every 10 minutes you're throwing something in plus you have one to start plus you have one to end it was it was a lot you remember the classic we will return after these messages yes it was usually exactly. saturday morning cartoons now they think oh about yeah it, but that's where i would yes. hear it a lot we're, yes we're roughly the same age uh mr clark i believe so we probably have some of the same yeah, yeah. cartoon memories assuming that you watch that one cartoons oh and i still do i mean i still kind of uh look them out uh look them up and you know after these messages we'll be right back i remember that little i think that was like a abc when they would play a little thing and uh, see, yeah. i have one i've i have one i've been dropping in re- recently probably the last six or eight months of episodes of uh orco from he-man oh yeah yeah, and he he did a bumper that said, "Don't go away. We'll be back right after these messages." So I'll drop that in Succotash, and then oh. we'll go to a Henderson's pants ad. Yeah, Orca was a. Uh, that was one of those things. Like he did not exist if you bought the action figures, and then the the cartoon came out, and you're like, "What is this magical scarf troll that is floating <laughs> around that no one told me about? When do I get that action figure?" Exactly. Uh, hey, let's play another uh, congratulations from uh, our friend Jabs, uh, Jason McNamara from down Australia way. Hi, this is Jabs from the DF Factor and Oglewood and everything that uh, has been successful that's come out of Australia in the last 10 years. Uh, I want to wish and thank Psychotash for the on their 12th year anniversary for uh, basically helping me to create Boganwood and Diad Factor. Um, they were there early on when we created these podcasts. They're not around anymore, but, you know, it's a sign of the times that Succotash is still around and still able to give back to all the comedy podcasts out there. Um, Mark and Tyson have done an amazing job in exploring the cracks and crevices that is the podcast slash soundcast market. And uh, I wish them all the best. Um, you've got to remember how kind of unique and how hard it is to be able to troll through back when Succotash started, back, well, I'd assume 12 years ago, since it is their 12-year anniversary. Being able to identify a soundcast and podcast back then was very proactive. You had to go around looking for them and trying to find ones with great talent, such as the D-Ad Factor and Boganwood. But now, they seem to be everywhere. And whilst it's a diluted market, you still got to be able to enjoy great quality content. And that's what Succotash brings you, is it sifts through the crap so you don't have to. Hence why Bogan gets featured a lot. This sounds like a lot of cross-promotion. Maybe I should write the new season. Congratulations to Tyson and Mark on reaching yet another milestone. And I just want to, again, thank you for all your support and all your help and wish you the best in whatever Succotash does next. I eagerly look forward to it. All right. Thank you, Jabs. That's very nice. Jabs is the best. And he's he's so right. Like, I remember how excited I was the first time you clipped my show. Like, it, I was like, it, 
someone noticed I made a show. I was so excited <laughs> that I was, it wasn't just me talking about my show for the first time. Cause when, when you started doing this even now, cause it's such a crowded market, but 12 and 11 years ago, when, when this was going on and people maybe hadn't even heard the term podcast or soundcast, I remember someone coming up to me saying, I like your, I like your audio blog. And I went close enough. I'll take it. Whatever you got. <laughs> But I would always try and work it into a conversation that I was doing when I went to a friend's wedding and I wrote on the wedding registry, listen to my podcast. And I put the website in like it was that's all I ever talked about and getting clipped and getting talked about it and getting passed around other creators. It's I don't know, it's just a great feeling and a great a great thing you've you've built over this last 12 years. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it was just uh you know, when I came up with the concept, I've talked about this on the show before was because a lot of my comedian friends were doing them and I wanted to do a podcast. And so I spent like, I don't know, maybe eight months just really, do I want to interview people? Do I want to like get people in a room and have like a round table thing? And I, do I want to do sketches? I couldn't really come up with anything. And I realized as I was looking at the numbers, I think at the time, like I saw a thing that said 15% of Americans had heard the term podcast, but most of them had never listened to one. Mm -hmm. um, and I said, well, that's kind of shitty. <laughs> <laughs> and all, all these friends of mine were out there doing them. And I said, well, what if we had like a Whitman sampler of a type of show where you could play clips and people could go, Hey, I like that. I'm going to go find that. You know, so we have clips, we have our blog that goes along with it with links. So you can always find who you're listening to, which was great. And for the most part, I think for the first couple of shows, I actually asked the creators permission to clip their shows. And by about the third show, I kept the response I kept getting was, why wouldn't I let you clip my show? Right. So I did. I then just realized, well, we are just sort of giving free PR and exposure so I stopped asking permission. We just started doing it. Never heard a, a word about it until um, I got a note from Doug Benson. I'd, I'd clipped Doug Loves Movies. Oh. He, he DM'd me on Twitter and said, who gave you permission to clip this show? And I wrote back, I said, well, no one. I mean, you're out there in the public domain, basically. I was just clipping the show to publicize it. He says, well, our show is a long-form show, and it doesn't work just to take a snippet out of the middle of it. So please remove it. So, and at which point you're like, more Doug loves movies clips. That's what we need. Shorter <laughs> Doug loves movies clips and more of them. So I went back. I went back into that episode. I sliced it out. And, uh, I didn't feature his show for years until I ran into him at, I think it was the first or second Los Angeles podcast festival. Oh, those, you remember those, that's where you yeah. and I first met in person. It is, isn't it? And, uh, I met Doug Benson there and he goes, uh, he found out I you know, was running Succotash and, uh, he said, um, hey, do you ever feature my show? And I said, yeah, do you remember this? And I realized it was Doug Benson, so probably didn't have any probably real, yeah. real short-term memory about it because of uh, his his association with with the uh, weed. Um, but he said, oh, no, you can clip my show anytime you want. So <laughs> all was forgiven for a transgression. He didn't even realize it happened. 
Oh, dude, you should totally feature my show. You told me not to. Oh, I did. <laughs> Dave's not here, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would like to add that I actually did, after that time period, clip an episode of Doug Loves Movies, and um, it mostly featured uh, Burt Kreischer laughing uncontrollably for about three or four minutes. <laughs> That's right. I remember so, that. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I mean, it was a little bit of the context. Yes. But it was a really long laugh. So I thought, you know, that, that it's just funny to hear people laughing sometimes. It is. When they, can't, when they can't control their laughter, to me, that's that's a special thing. <laughs> uh, getting back to jabs for a minute, I, one of the, the things that was really cool for me was making these associations outside of, you know, let alone outside of Northern California where I live, but internationally. I mean... Yeah you know, becoming regular conversants with people like Jabs and Davy and Dent in England and all these different people. And they become, I mean, most of them I have never met in person. George Grimwood's the only person I think from the English podcast world that I've actually met in person, spent time with at the Los Angeles podcast festival. Um, but I really, I mean, Jabs and I, we exchange movies over, you know, we used to send each other DVDs and stuff. He would send me Australian stuff that wasn't available here. Um, his kids still listen to or still watch my Santa Jr. movie every year. And he takes That's a picture right. of them holding the DVD cover. And I've seen them literally turn into teenagers since we've yeah. been doing that. Wow. Jabs is great. I mean, he is another guy who, uh, same thing, like a, uh, I will often say, oh, I have uh, my friend Jabs lives in Australia. Again, I, I've, I've talked with Jabs. I adore Jabs. I've never met Jabs. But like usually I'll just be like, is Australia really this terrifying? How many spiders are there that are poisonous that you come across? <laughs> and I, I have a great conversation with him one time where I just I'm a curious person by nature. I remember uh, messaging him during one holiday and I went, how do you explain that all of the Christmas movies are wintry? but it's summer for you. And he's like, oh, I just tell the kids it's cold where Santa is. And I was like, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. I love videos of kangaroos beating the crap out of people. So he'll send me those all the time because <laughs> they're always on the news or on Instagram or something. So he always forwards those, which are great. Um, but he does have, he is working on his third season of Boganwood. It's been a long time since the second season. But he, I think he told me he's got four episodes written. He's got another four or five that he's doing. Um, and I remember I was so blown away by his first season of Boganwood, which is basically Bogans in Australia are basically kind of, it's kind of like the same redneck. way we, what's that? Red, like redneck, 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 white trash yeah. kind of thing. And I was so blown away by the production value and the, 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 I, the voices and everything else that I featured every episode kind of at the end of Succotash episodes. I talked to him about it and I said, yeah, I want to just feature it. So I would always play a full episode of Boganwood as they were coming out. That's so, so cool. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be great. It's a fun little community of people that, you know, it's, it's like our graduating class of, of podcasters. It's like, you know, we kind of were all in the trenches at the same time at this one, you know, time of the world. And it, it's very cool. Yeah, it really is. It's uh, it's amazing. I remember I, we did have a feature for a while on Succotash called The Podcast Graveyard. Podcast 
where I would I, I would play clips of shows that we hadn't heard from, from for at least a year. It had to be gone for a year. And then once the tidal wave of network-based shows started to come in, I could not keep track of the stuff that had been eclipsed. It was just gone in this sea of sound and just like, are they even around? And uh, to your point you mentioned earlier, Travis, everything lives forever. So you can look it up. You go, oh, they're still broadcasting then you you look at the tiny print and it's like you know yeah. eight years ago was the last episode they recorded and then you know the the outro is always like next episode we're gonna come back it's gonna be great you're like well are you really taking your time with that next episode that's <laughs> really crafting it, it. yeah <laughs> yeah that's pretty much what happens with uh, antisocial show we're uh haven't had an episode released for uh almost a year now <laughs> but we got two two in the can and i've been doing other things so well, that's okay. Speaking speaking of antisocial show, I believe our next congratulations is from your cohort on that show, Hunter Block. Oh, alrighty then. Let's uh, let let's give that that a spin. This is fun. Hit me. From Studio A in Arcata, behind the. <laughs> Sorry, we seem to be having some technical difficulties. I promise there really is no technical difficulties, but I am taking over Suckatash, the comedy soundcast soundcast, just long enough to wish. Wish, wish, mark, 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 so please pass that succotash. It's been real. I'm out of here. Peace. All right. That was fun. Thank you, Hunter. Loyal listener. Hunter Hunter's been hanging in there since since the beginning, I think. Um, yeah, pretty much. I mean, well, I've known Hunter since uh about 2012, which is about when I started contributing. All these kind of things sort of nails come together you know yeah it's chill pack as well you know because of combat radio actually that was one of the ones i started that was a that was an internet still is and radio an internet radio program that i think might still be live on fridays oh okay Um, haven't listened in a while but i was uh, involved with that and then uh that's how hunter and i met and then um a few years later hunter's like hey you know why don't we try doing a podcast um you've been thinking about it and i was like yeah because I had done one, a short-lived one, for about 10 episodes. And I was like, yeah, well, you know, maybe one day I'll do that again. And then it became something we started, he and I. So that's how that happened. I've probably told the story before, and maybe even better the last time I did. It's hard to say. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I remember I got to go on uh, Ethan Dettenmeyer's combat radio. I was in L.A. doing something. And he said, yeah, come on by. So I was on the show with a bunch of like a couple of voice people and he always has like this cacophony of guests that just roll in. Oh yeah. And, uh, yeah. Every time they would put a picture up of who was on this week's or today's show, it was like 17 people all kind of crammed in the studio. Wow. Yeah. It'll be a lot of, so let's see J row from the alcoholics would come by mm. uh, Jason Connery, uh, Mark Ryan, uh, Adrian Paul, who he uh, collaborates with frequently. Uh, on yeah. He's fund radio. Uh, Stephanie Herb was on that show. Um, there's been lots of people. Uh, these are some of the ones I can remember right away. Uh, Jay Tavare. 
Yeah. I think I, when I was on, there was a voice guy named Lex Lang. Lex Lang. Yeah. Does a lot of uh, superhero voices for cartoons. Uh, Richard Epcar also does that. Um, Sally Safiotti was on there. Mm. Uh, gosh, uh, Carolyn Hennessy, Stan Zimmerman. Now it's just a game. See how many I can remember. <laughs> of course, he had Dean and Phil from Chilpack Hollywood Hour. Michael Denon, who had been on, uh, been a consultant on uh, Ancient Aliens. Oh, okay. So, one of the people that, you know, they'd go to for real science stuff as he's a, like a physicist and, you know, help lend a little credibility. Uh, he was on the same episode, actually, as uh, with Dean and Phil at least more, at least once. And um, and then, you know, Hunter actually had a couple segments on the show as well uh, every now and then. <laughs> Didn't he do like a Halloween thing? He would always call in on like Halloween and do like a go to like a cemetery or something. Yeah, yeah like a remote. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he, he, he'd call in. That was, yeah, that was fun. That was kind of pretty much how we met on this on the episode we were on actually one episode to, on the same episode and it was a i think it was near halloween and he did a report about how he was the descendant of captain kid and i was doing something on edward's plan nine from outer space and trying to get everybody to understand that it was actually a good movie it was just poorly executed but but really earnest and fun and people should watch it and then we could we just kind of start up conversation after that you know, from completely different parts of the, both my fingers, there it is, from completely different parts of the United States, uh, me being over here on the You guys are very, very sort of uh, concerned about your, how your fingers are showing up on, on Zoom, even though no one can see them. You had mentioned uh, Dean and Phil, that's TV's mm-hmm. Dean Haglund from uh, uh, The X-Files and uh, Lone Gunman. Lone Gunman, yeah. And you can't uh, forget the uh, very popular U2 TV, which... Uh, <laughs> I wrote all of his host copy for. Wow! See, look at yeah. see see how it intermeshes like that. <laughs> Neat. And uh, and Phil Lernis, who uh, is his uh, his partner in crime and podcasting and other things. And I remember uh, I'm I'm leading into them because uh, they're our next congratulatory message that they actually re- had on their show last week. So the clip we're playing for them is not they didn't specially record it for us, but they did this for their show about us. But before we get to that, they've been around since 2007, I think is when Chilpak started. So they were right on the tail end of the very beginning, like when Ricky Gervais show was on. Right. So I packed up my rudimentary recording gear and I met them uh, at a uh, Ethiopian restaurant or something down in the South Bay area. And uh, we recorded it. And uh, I, I dubbed them at the time, the, uh, the they were podcast royalty. Because uh, they were kind of the show I started listening to. I really kind of cut my teeth on their show for whatever reason. I was just, I'd met Dean because he was doing stand-up and he was in my area and uh, had done some improv and was doing stand-up and we had dinner together and hung out uh, because we have all these friends in common. And I just started listening to their show. And uh, I said, yeah, that's really, oh, so that's what a podcast is. Okay, I I get this. Okay, cool. This is great. They're two guys. They talk about a bunch of stuff about Hollywood and um, I've become really good friends with them. And like I said, Phil's had me do the announcing for the LA breakfast club podcast. And he regularly calls in for our um, run, uh, our succotash and runaway truck hotline. He's really the only one that ever has called in, but he would call in and talk about the, uh, the status of the grapevine runaway truck ramp on I five. The popular one. Yeah, very popular. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so this next piece, uh, again, they actually, this is from their show. 
So this is, uh, this is Chilpak Hollywood's congratulatory message to us. Before we go, I don't need to tell you that no, you uh, the month of April is also bringing just a, a, uh, just a hallmark uh, milestone event in the annals of podcasting history. <laughs> what? what would that be? Well, why, it's 12 years of being served up delicious, uh, nutritious portions of succotash. Succotash! The comedy soundcast soundcast. Of course. Uh, this was uh, started, of course, by uh, Mark Hershon, uh, ably assisted by his uh, loyal announcer, uh, Bill Haywatt. And uh, soon uh, Tyson Sainer joined the fold as a producer and now shares hosting duties, of course, with, with uh, Mark Hershon. When you think of the 12-year legacy of Succotash, what comes to mind, Dean? Well, uh, I drew a logo, and I believe I still drink my tea out of the Succotash coffee mug. So you uh, made a contribution to the world of Succotash, and uh, they have uh, kindly championed our work through the years. But I don't like to deal strictly in the positive. Of course you don't. So, oh, well, what are you're not going to say something mean, are we, you? You and I represent uh, uh, <laughs> maybe the last of the original wave of podcasters who <laughs> who are still doing it, and quite frankly, we've represented the last of the original wave to still be doing it for many, many years now. Right? Um, mm. We're the last one still alive. I think I I, I could be wrong. <laughs> But we live in an age where I cannot read anyone's bio anymore without podcaster being in their bio. Oh, yeah. Everyone. Michael yeah. Douglas is a podcaster. Uh, every <laughs> author is a podcaster. I think everyone on this planet before we are done will have a podcast. Which seems like it's uh, already there, isn't it? From my perspective and uh, the blood and sweat and tears we put into this, if you have not scheduled your life around producing this podcast, you are not a podcaster. <laughs> you have a right. hobby. You have a hobby. In much the same way that we have too many murders in this country, and I directly lay the blame for that on the success of the podcast serial. <laughs> so too do I place the blame for there being way too many comedy podcasts on the doorstep of Succotash. Wow. It has motivated more people to become podcasters so that they could enjoy just a few minutes in the sweet, sweet spotlight that <laughs> Succotash provides. Warm mm. themselves bathe themselves in the glow of affirmation that a profile on Succotash provides. <laughs> so is there any message that you have on the occasion of a 12th anniversary? Uh, I could use another mug. I do sincerely hope in some form or another that Mark and Tyson and the great Bill Haywad just keep on passing the succotash. Belated spoiler alert. <laughs> That's great. Isn't that terrific? And spent, they spent their hard-earned 
this podcast time doing that. <laughs> They're so fun too. Like uh, an, another group of people, I feel just incredibly lucky to have have met. And and uh, I've been a guest on their show. I've done stand up with Dean. Uh, Dean. I have a drawing. I have a life drawing of myself that Dean did of me while I was doing stand up that I, I have somewhere in my office. Uh, I just feel grateful to have met people like that. And they're just always hilarious. Phil had been was in San Francisco. And so I invited him to come by as a co-host, guest, guest co-host. This is the early days. So he came by and he was actually in Studio P, uh, home of the hit. Uh, in Sausalito, which is Joe's home studio. It came time to start the show. So Bill Haywatt had to come in and, and you know, kick things off. And uh, we had created quite a fiction in that short amount of time between Bill Haywatt and Joe Polino. And nobody knew that Joe was actually the voice of Bill Haywatt. And so when it came time for, for Bill to start the show, Joe just leaned into the microphone and in his booth and just started doing Bill Haywatt. And Phil was agape because he had listened to the episodes and had no idea the two gentlemen were the one and the same. It's a great episode. You guys do a boozing with Bill segment on that. Oh yes. Boozing with Bill. Boozing with Bill. Love boozing with Bill episodes. We did where um, Travis, I don't know if you're familiar with boozing with Bill, but uh, we would set up a wet bar in uh, in Joe's studio, and then Bill would proceed to make some drink uh, that he had learned in his many, many years in um, terrestrial radio. And he would tell about the history of, you know, the station he was at where he discovered this drink, whether it be Omaha or uh, Hawaii or Tennessee, and he would have some sort of theme drink and he would make it and then make me drink it. Uh, oh, that's great. Um, there was another thing that I did for about a year and, uh, Travis, you'll remember this cause I would come try to come up with, I said, you know what? I really like post credit scenes in movies. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So I want a succotash version of that. And what I started to do was I would go on YouTube and look for people doing succotash recipes and I would pull the audio off and I would just play the recipe, uh-huh. the person describing the recipe. And I said, well, this is just fine but i'm literally running out there there aren't that many so i started turning to some of our regular guests and friends like travis and i would ask them to do a succotash recipe and you did one as eddie vetter that's right because we had just done a i don't know how i came up with this but on the show we had chef eddie vetter and he would just cook things it usually was cookies but he yeah i did an entire uh and you you did such a great job because like uh, I, I was giving off all the, you know, you chop up your carrots, and but you had like the chopping carrots thing going on, and yeah. oh, it was great. It was I will so dig fun. that up and pop that in here. I got to find it, but it, I'll, yeah, I'll please, put please it, do. I'll, I'll get I, that. I want to hear that again. It's been so long since I've heard that. Yes. Funny. Hi, this is Brandy from Tiny Odd Conversations, and here at the TalkPod headquarters, we are huge fans of Mark Hershon and his Succotash Show, which is the comedy podcast podcast, and we are going to do a little special treat for him. We have a cooking segment all ready to go and it is our celebrity guest and talk pod past guest chef eddie vetter welcome chef thanks for having me back on to talk about a succotash recipe succotash is the original american food while this native american recipe has always con 
contained corn and beans. Squash is commonly adapted. Would you like to hear a succotash recipe? Well, that was beautiful and sung oh so handsomely, Chef Eddie Vedder. Um, I would. I just want to let people know, in case they're a little confused, is that you do suffer from Vedder syndrome, which is basically you can only sing in in the keys of your song. Oh, I've had a brain injury, but I can work through it. I'm working and I'm still cooking. Now let's get into the ingredients for Succotash. You'll need one tablespoon of vegetable oil, two cups fresh of frozen corn, and a half cup of yellow onion chopped, one large red bell pepper. You're also going to want to chop that one up. One jalapeno with a little small hot pepper. You'll need that one diced. One cup of green or golden summer squash. You're gonna chop it! You're gonna chop it! And two garlic cloves. You're gonna mince those. And one tablespoon of ground cumin seed. It's cumin! Oh, with a liquid you not coming! And next you'll also need a quarter tablespoon of black pepper. Make that a teaspoon! Not a tablespoon, that'd be too much. And also a teaspoon of salt. You'll also need two cups of canned lima beans. Drain to frozen lima beans if they're thawed. One half cup of chicken, or if you prefer, vegetable broth. And two tablespoons fresh cilantro. But you'll need to chop it up. That is all the ingredients that you will need. But if you've never heard me cook before, you'll know there's one thing I'd like to recommend. Make sure to wash your bitter hands before you start to cook so you don't pass staff infection. Should I continue, Brandy, with the cooking prep? I'm gosh, I'm watering at the mouth. Yes, thank you. But can you tell just real quick how long all of this stuff takes for the people? Oh, that's exactly what I was about to do. That's what I'm gonna do now. I'm gonna do now. Your prep time is about 20 minutes or so. Your cook time is also gonna be 20 minutes. So you can have some attack. All done within 40 minutes. That's not bad. Oh, that's not bad. Let's go over what you'll need to do next. Place a large saute pan on high heat until it's very hot. Add one teaspoon of the oil, the corn, the peppers, and the onion. Then saute until the vegetables start to brown. They will caramelize slightly. That's the look that you are going for. Oh, this should only take about five to seven minutes. Add the remaining oil, squash, cumin, salt, black pepper, and garlic. 
cook for another three minutes on a medium heat and you're almost freaking done. Oh, add the broth, cilantro, and lima beans, and then simmer, oh, then simmer until the vegetables are tender. Oh, it should only take about an additional five minutes. When you're gonna have this delicious circuitash all ready for you to eat. Oh my god, thank you so much. I'm so hungry, Chef Eddie Vetter. Thank you for stopping by. Is there anything else you want to add? Just wanted to say thanks to Mark Hershon. He hosts the Suckatash. It's the comedy podcast podcast. It's called a Suckatash. You should rate and review them on iTunes. Just look for Suckatash. Um, I want to make sure we get all of our friends in here. This next uh, thank you is from Matt Knudsen. Travis, I don't know if you've run into Matt. Uh, he often I, plays at Flappers. And yeah, I know. I I know Matt in passing. I don't know if he would remember me, but I've definitely met him a bunch of times. And he's just recently been on Apple TV's. Yes, uh, shrinking, shrinking. Yeah. shrinking. Yeah, he was like in the. I think like in the second to last episode was his big one. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's terrific. Uh, he used to have a podcast called Grabbing Lunch, and he would like go to lunch with two people and would set up microphones on the table because I, I was on one with Cole Stratton, and uh, we were at a deli in um, Santa Monica. You would eat and talk, and that's all it was, was Grabbing Lunch with Matt Knutson. Mark Hershon, Hershow, Matt Knutson here with a happy birthday and congratulations for 12 years of the Succotash podcast. Incredible. Uh, love the show and also love your spirit of using your platform to shine a light on other artists. That's as cool as it gets. Happy birthday, Succotash. Great guy. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. That was terrific. It's very nice. I have only heard <laughs> nothing but kind things about that guy. Someone who was going to record and apologize was uh, Ed Wallach. You gentlemen are familiar with Ed Wallach. Ed Wallach, yeah. Don't, don't, don't quit your day cast was the name of his soundcast a long time ago. But he, uh, he's another one of those class of 2012, 2011, 2012 people. He started around the same time. He is, but he's uh, he's been traveling and working a lot and does, doesn't have access to his uh, recording equipment. So... Uh, he apologized and couldn't kind of put one together for us, but uh, we uh, we recognize him in the pantheon of early soundcasters. Uh, let's uh, let's play another one uh, of our congratulatory messages from uh, across the pond this time uh, from our friends uh, Davy and Dent, Cat Sorens, and Dom Risk of the Strange Times podcast. Thank you for your opinion, but with all due respect, Mr. Sunak, you're a Tory cunt. Lots of love, Davian. Right. Uh, <clears throat> oh, fuck me. <coughs> um, yeah, guys, we've got to do the uh, tribute for Succotash. All right, Cat, Dom? Yeah? Sorry, mate. Uh, I'm a bit busy at the moment. Oh, fuck's sake, come on. They did one for us the other day. Right. Listen, 
just call them cunts and then humorously say, uh, no offence. Oh, fucking useless. Cat, come on, mate, sort us out. Oh, not now, mate. I'm having a wank. Well, can't you have one later? Come on, it's not as if it takes you a long time. That's dumb. I did, I just did. You were there. Oh, never mind, I'll fucking do it myself. Oi, no using this audio on any other shows. Yeah, damn right. Right. Hello there. I'm Davian Dent. You may know me from podcasts such as strangetimeshow.com and The Bitter Sound. Um, you may also know me from BBC Radio 4's The Skewer, but that's not why I'm here. Why am I here? Uh, I, I actually ask myself that quite a lot. No, um, seriously though, folks, I am here to say thank you very much to Mark Hershon and Tyson Sainer for umpty the years of Suckatash, the comedy soundcast at Soundcast. Um, if you're north of Watford, uh, we'd, we'd call it a soundcast, um, much as I would normally call it a podcast, but never mind. Seriously, though, thank you very much for all the support you've uh, given us all. Um, not just my fucking uh, shows, but uh, every show that you featured, of which there have been many Thank you very much for the support over all the years. Repeatedly, too. Um, probably against your better judgment. Long may you uh, continue to be a rock of sanity in a sea of shit. Um, yeah, I think that works. Guys, you're legends. You really are. And um, I can't thank you enough. Um, so I won't try. No. Keep on keeping on. Kick against the pricks. Smash the patriarchy. Promote... Soundcast globally, and um, um, I, I one day hope to hear you being the first soundcast broadcasting from Mars um, <laughs> or Uranus. So get it. Oh, never mind. Um, cheers. <laughs> cheers. Cheers. Thank you, Davian. Thank you, Cat. Thank you, Dom. It is like AI made a British character. It's like <laughs> it, it, it's, it has all the hallmarks of, yeah, that's what I needed. That's the guy in the pub at Ted Lasso who's like mad at everybody. And that's Davian. I love those guys. They're great. They are. They are. And uh, they'll, they'll, it's funny because a lot of the, the British podcasters have done like these, these like holiday specials and they'll, uh, I just remember, you know, getting a script and reading some lines and have yes. no idea what they're going to work with. And then you listen to it. Who was the guys they would do a, a Christmas panto every year for like three years. Was it Royal and doodle? It was Royal and doodle. And yeah. they, would, they would do that panto and all of us were on there. They would yes, have we all were. of us do voices for it. It was crazy. Um, yeah, and I always got cast as the person who did the worst British accent. That was like <laughs> always the role that they wrote for me. And I was like, I thought mine was pretty good. I guess not. <laughs> uh, the Strange Times guys just had a big anniversary as they well. Recently, ten right? year, ten year anniversary. Oh. Yeah. Yes, um, I sent in something for that. As did I. In fact, and then and then Tyson played the things we sent in on his show last week. Strange times, guys. I'm sorry. I, I was supposed to send something and I clearly forgot. So happy belated anniversary. And I am still traumatized by the blue waffle. So that is. <laughs> they did play a little bit of that sound clip on their, on their 10 year show. <laughs> just, just a tiny bit. I hear that pop up so often on strange times. So, all right. What's well, a blue waffle? 
That's don't funny. do it. Yeah. And then oh, they show God. it to me, and I yeah. say, "This is the the embodiment of what it feels like to be on your show." And then I remember Cat losing it. It is. Do not Google Blue Waffle. That's all <laughs> I can tell you. This is what I've learned from knowing those guys. Do not Google that. You don't now, want. To. And now everybody's going to. No, don't, don't, don't. You know they will. You know they will. Let's let's play our last congratulatory message, and then we'll get out of here. Going back to Australia, uh, Stu Buckland, who again been around i think with our same class uh if you remember the angry chimp i do yes the angry chimp podcast and as he will enumerate he's had a lot of podcasts and tyson featured his most recent podcast on his last episode last week called bit weird but fair i guess Mm, it's a bit (laughs) weird but fair enough i guess this is uh stewart calling uh recording in last minute with his uh, his congratulatory message. Hello, Socrates Show, and happy 12 years. Well done on so many years of doing the podcast community a massive solid and just showing everybody some of the great stuff that's out there. Such a great idea for a podcast and honestly, such a great thing for the pod industry to have. Uh, my name's Stu from the, oh, here we go, <laughs> The Angry Chimp Show, What a Pair of Trousers, Welcome to Television, What's the Go, Bit Weird But Fair Enough, Dad Pants, What's Fucked Today, and one or two others. What's become apparent is that maybe it's best to have one good idea for a show and stay with it, Succotash style, rather than what I've been doing. I've learned this lesson a little late. So well done to Mark, Tyson, and everyone else there. And let's have, tw- well, at least 12 more. Yes, that right. is. Not episodes, of course. Yes. Sorry, Stu. <laughs> Oops. I think my favorite part of this was when I saw it in the show notes, I thought it was a critique of what was sent in of like, bit weird but fair enough i guess i thought was you saying like that's what we're getting that's what we're going to be playing it's something that's a bit weird but it's fair enough, fair enough i guess <laughs> but that's actually the show yep that is actually the show um anyway so thank you to everybody who sent in those uh, congratulatory messages really appreciate it um and uh yeah we've uh this is our our 12th year anniversary and uh, as we've mentioned a bit uh, a little bit anyway at the beginning um uh, we are going to take a hiatus uh, after this show for, uh, we believe, a couple of months. We're going to be coming up with um, concept ideas. We've got a couple of things we've been kicking around. Um, I'm just glad I could be the final cannonball that sunk the ship. I'm glad <laughs> I could come on and be what just ended a 12-year unblemished career. <laughs> Uh, or perhaps you're kicking off the next phase of Sakatash because, uh, and you know, we may just come back with the exact same concept. Um, but I think we're just, we need a break. <laughs> so we're going to take a couple of months off and just kind of think about things, but we've got some intriguing ideas up on the virtual whiteboard. I will say, I hope you come back as a true crime podcast. I hope you come back and you only explore crime and you only your crime. If they were only popular, I would do that if they were popular. True. Yeah, it's just so hard to get an audience with true crime. 
<laughs> but uh, Tyson, any any uh, final reflections here as we wrap up our 12th anniversary show? Wow. Um, you know, I just, I'm, <laughs> I'm, as always, I'm just very happy to be here. <laughs> you know, um, it's, Circuitash has been, uh, you know, a part of my life for this, for, uh, even though I've only been in it for 10 years, yeah, about 12 years. And it's, um, you know, hopefully one day my, uh, my kid will listen to this and stick <laughs> through the archives. Um, and anybody else in my family, that would be great. <laughs> Uh, no, but uh, but no. Uh, so, it's been you know, it's been a great ride. Um, it'll be interesting to see if uh, the hiatus does in fact last longer than two weeks, because um, who knows? Something amazing could transpire that we would absolutely need to come back for. Yep, just like and, we did with COVID. Who knows? And then uh, yeah, and one of the my favorite things about the last time we did that was um, hearing uh, Phil and Dean talk about it. And uh, bringing back the old adage, it's how can we miss you if you don't leave? <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. Um, and uh, also, thank you very much. Uh, it was nice meeting you, Mr. Clark. <laughs> it's great to finally meet you. I mean, I feel like I feel like I have met you. Like I, I see your content on TikTok. I I interact with you on other platforms. So it's like it's it's one of those very funny like oh yeah, it's just actually our first time having a live interaction where I see your face and you see my face, but I, I do feel like I know you. And, oh, and I feel like Succotash is, it's been a huge part of my life. I've met people that I consider friends, as we were saying, Mark, some of whom we may, maybe have never even met in person, but yeah. um, Mark, I've had the pleasure of sharing many a meal with you and, yes. and spending time around you. And uh, I'm just so thankful to podcasting in general, but especially to a place like Succotash that passes around what, what what everybody's kind of cooking up in their, in their second room and and trying to make other people laugh at, you know, it's, it's a really special thing. That's great. Well, thanks again for joining us, Travis. Really appreciate it. And uh, happy anniversary to you and Brandy. I guess with that, we'll just ask uh, Bill Haywatt to, uh, to see us out of here. Uh, His thing will sound like we're coming back next week. But uh, we'll be back at some point, hopefully not in the not-too-distant future. And uh, for all of you who've been with us for just this episode or all 12 years of Succotash, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate your support. And uh, please remember, if anyone should ask you if you've heard anything decent, please pass the Succotash. You've been listening to Suckatash, the comedy soundcast soundcast, with your host, Mark Hershon and Tyson Saner, brought to you by Henderson's Pants and... Imagine your company's name right here. Rate us and review us at Apple and Google Podcasts. Find us on the web at SuckatashShow.com, on Spotify, on Stitcher, on iHeartRadio, on YouTube, on SoundCloud, and wherever fine soundcasts are streamed. And or downloaded. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Suckatash Show. Like us on Facebook. Email us at marc at suckatashshow.com. Or call into the Suckatash Skype line at our toll call number 818 921 7212. Suckatash is produced and engineered by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, the home of the hit. Our hosts are Mark Hershon and Tyson Sainer. 
Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Durges. Suckatash is executive produced by Mark Hershon. Until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please pass the Suckatash goodbye. This has been a Succotash Patch production. <laughs>